Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Normally, this is the podcast where Jordan and I help you navigate the challenges of modern life. And we will get back to that once Jordan has left the castle. This is the official home for those who wish to get behind Jordan and support him during his time away on primetime television. Now, we've all done so well so far, but we can't give up. Your country needs you, Gene Divas. Please, everyone who can vote five times on the free I'm a Celebrity app for Jordan, please do it. Don't delay, let him stay. Pop that on a t-shirt. I'm William Hansen, usually an etiquette coach and author. I'm more French cuff, Jordan's more bench scuff. Last night, Russell Watson was strapped to a life-size rotisserie and dunked into dirty, grime-infested water as he failed to talk meaningfully about literature and the arts. It's very much like being in a certain East London bathroom each morning, the bathroom of my co-host and dear friend, producer Ben. Hi, guys. We're getting into a bit of a theme here where I'm going to have to pick you up on things in the intro. Firstly, today, French cuff. No idea. Right. You know on a shirt... Do you, do you wear those in East London? At school, yeah. I used to wear sk- sh- shirts every day. When was the last time you were in a shirt? In, well, one that like didn't have a funky design, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Not this year. Wow. Um, well, a French cuff is the cuff... You know, if you wear it with cufflinks, that, and it sort of folds back on itself. Mm. Sometimes called a double cuff, but also called a French cuff. There we go. And also, my bathroom is extremely clean, so <laughs> back off, actually. Well... All things considered. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you very much. Uh, I'm fine. Now, you... We need to mention this. It's it's a mystery. <laughs> but it's it's also a little bit creepy. But you received, and not in a good way, a mystery package. I did. I received a package in the post which resembled a book. 
So to your home address, we should just point this out. Not the address on the website that you can write your letters into G and Divas. This is Ben's personal home address. It's only on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, I got a package that resembled a book and keen listeners to the podcast will know that I have a passion for Beverly Callard's autobiography, Unbroken. Mm. A passion that has lasted for about a week since she mentioned it on the show, but I'm waiting for it to arrive in the post. And I thought, wow, there's a book-shaped package in my life that I really needed. Opened it up. It's not Beverly Callard's book. It's Kenneth Williams's book, who I didn't know. Again, keen listeners to the podcast might remember the Kenneth Williams, but uh, this, this name... I wouldn't sort of be able to pick it out in a street, but Kenneth Williams is a famous comedian, apparently, and William talked to me about it last week or, or a couple of weeks ago. He was a comic actor. Yeah, something like that. And um, I've been sent this 800-page book. I mean, I struggled to get through some tweets. How am I going to get through this? <laughs> it's his diaries. Uh, it's his very acidic diaries. And I have no idea who it came from. No idea where it came from. And that is what is weird. Yeah, mystery. Because you haven't ordered it. I didn't order it for you. Obviously, Jordan hasn't ordered it for you because he can't. You don't think your family has ordered it for you. None of your friends have ordered it for you. But somehow, after I said that I wanted Kenneth Williams at a dinner party, it's turned up. So the mystery continues. I believe you've read this book. You said that earlier. When I mentioned it. Yes, I read it when I was 16. Why on earth do you need him to come over for a dinner party? There is literally every story he's ever told, surely, in this book. It's 800 pages, literally, of his diary. Here, here you go. Tuesday, 1st of January, 1985. Coffee in the morgue lounge. <laughs> you keep reading it. You'll find fun bits. Can't wait, to, can't wait to pick through that one. I'll check in with you on that in a future episode, hopefully. Um, and Sam, I believe, has asked the question, how many episodes does it take to become an official G and Diva? Yes. Now, do we have an entrance policy? I think we've always been quite loose in that respect, mm. that the definition has never been defined. Uh, and I, would, I wouldn't be able to put a finger on it. No wonder it's loose. If I wanted to choose a number of episodes that someone had to listen to... But I think if you are subscribed, if you've if you've considered giving us a five star review, and you've maybe sent us a tweet or follow us on Instagram, why not? You can be in G and Diva. We're very open. A lot of words are coming out of my mouth right now. Don't know where they're coming from. Have you been drinking this evening? Yeah, I haven't actually, but I do. I do have a drink, so we'll get onto that now. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, well, before we toast, um, coming up later on the podcast, I'll be chatting to a former queen of the jungle and television expert. Scarlett Moffat. I feel like me and Jordan are very similar, right? Part of you wants to go home because you're mm. missing your friends, your family, real life. But then the other part of you is enjoying the experience and you know that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and it's hard to understand why you're still in there. Like, you just always expect that you're going to be the person that's leaving. OK, raise our glasses. Now... I've put down two options here as to who we could possibly toast to. They both begin with B. Who, Ben, I will give you the casting vote. Don't let the power go to your head. Who do you think out of these two? Admittedly, one of them isn't actually a human. Who do you think we should toast to? Ben or Ben? No, sorry. Bev or Bench? I thought you'd written down my name twice. No, no. (laughs) Good Lord, you really have been drinking. Bev or Bench? I think Bev. It's got to be Bev. Bev. We raise our D to you. To Bev. I think she'd probably like that, given what we've found out about her. 
Um, drinking. You've been doing a lot of it. Why don't you tell the G and Divas who are above the legal age how they can do a bit of drinking themselves? Yes, well, there are pre-mixed gin and tabonets available at thebottledbartender.co.uk. If you just want to go to sexinmyboss.com slash buy the D, that's the quickest way. That's buy the D, just the letter D. Um, and there are cocktails there. The gin and bonnet is there. And I'm told they're selling very well. So if there is a slight wait in them coming to you, if you have ordered them, they are on their way. I know that because I've been talking to the person who puts them together. But the way to get them for free is to enter our hashtag getbehindjordancompetition. And all you have to do is comment on the Instagram post I will post this very morning, the morning that you listen to this podcast, or maybe you listen to the afternoon, it will still be there and it's open for 24 hours. All you have to do is tag in a friend in that Instagram post and you are entered into the competition to win two bottles of pre-mixed in a bonnet and two bottles of cocktails of your choice from the thebottledbartender.co.uk. Marvellous. Ba-da-ba! Thank you. Well done. Uh, more more royal gossip in the in the show last night. Obviously something to do with uh, Shane Ritchie and his hammock, as, as commented upon by... By Anton Deck. Yeah. I don't think Jordan... Well, yes, of course Jordan's got a royal story. He can talk about how he met Princess Margaret. Princess Margaret, famously. Of course he does. Oh, I hope that comes out. There are fewer people now. Well, he did walk past them. He walked past Shane and Giovanna. So he must not have clocked what the conversation was. Because obviously, if he had, then he would have he would have pulled out his own royal story. Yes. Uh, and, and also... It, I mean, Giovanna, very open with boasting about getting Her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales, onto her podcast. No, stop! She did not get Her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales, because she died in 1997. She had... You're as bad as Jordan. She had... You've been watching too much of The Crown. (laughs) She had the Duchess of Cambridge. Yeah, same thing. The the G&D was knew what I meant. Um, There's a lot of words that confuse me with, with that sort of thing. So... She was boasting about that, and I imagined when she was boasting about that that this time next year, when you're in the jungle in Australia, you could go up to someone in camp and say, "No, well, actually, did you know that last year I did a podcast and I had Kerry Katona on?" <laughs> and it would it would have a similar sort of weight to it. Yes, and I loved I loved Kerry. I think she was great. We we really started this podcast series very well with Wendy and Kerry. But yes, she she was excellent. They, all our guests have been have been excellent on this uh, on this, especially this. that one in the middle. That special one. Oh, particularly strong that one. Yes, excellent. I love. I love that Giovanna. She's like, they they call her Catherine. Well, yes. I mean, that's her name. <laughs> she's Catherine. I mean, she's cat. I mean, it's not that much of a surprise. You can't call her Catherine, but you know, the Duke of Cambridge can. Anyway, it moved very quickly from royal chat to what is now known as the Phantom Dribbler. And the person who perhaps is mucking up the privy, uh, as they call it. And the the spotlight of investigation has very much, thankfully, shifted away from our Jordan and moved on to Shane. Public enemy number one. Shane obviously doesn't like being, uh, doesn't like being uh, accused. Uh, who, I mean, who would? Uh, but Shane obviously handling it in, in his own special way. Uh, and thankfully, Bev came to the rescue for Jordan and said to everyone else, she thinks that Jordan is too clean for that to happen. She did. Which was which you've been shouting about for days and you, you haven't been in contact with Bev. So I think some people would have heard you saying that Jordan is actually quite clean and thought, that's a load of old tosh. I'm going to keep using that phrase. But mm. it's true. And 
I know we've we've talked about a lot of mystery in this podcast, but I think this is the the biggest mystery of of them all, isn't it? Well, this plus the uh, the Kenneth Williams book mysteriously turning up. I've got a suggestion for our next series. We could rebrand as a true crime podcast. Yes, we could be the next. We could be the next serial. <laughs> we've got options with, with more a bit more crunchy nut. Yes, we could we could do like a weekend strand. We'd obviously do the Tuesday episode, the Friday bonus episode, and then like a bonus bonus episode where we all go a bit Miss Marple. Okay, no, I've, 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 I'm a bit sick of doing a daily podcast. I think we'll stick to two next series, please. Fine. Um, the the Castle Coin Challenge question that they had to ask to get uh, some goodies from Kiosk Cledwin uh, was what percentage of the British population say that they flush the lavatory with the lid down? Only 48%, apparently. That was the correct answer, although they did get it wrong and they didn't win the uh, the chocolate eclairs. Only 48%? Surely everyone puts the lavatory seat down to flush. You put you put the seat down, like the, the actual like top lid down? Yes, to flush. No, what? That is a, you have time to do that. I'm a busy man. Time? Yeah. It takes a second. Uh, Can I ask, are you soft clothes in East London? Is it, what? <laughs> Do you, uh, no, you're probably not. Do you have a soft close loose seat? A soft close? No. What? No, I don't have a soft close loose seat. So when you when you flick the loose seat down, does it not? Does it sort of gradually fade down so it makes no noise? Or when you flick it down, does it go? It goes bang. Right. I now see perhaps why you're not putting the loose seat down when you flush. To be honest, I always thought it was a bit pointless that top loose seat. I was like, well, it's never down. Like, why do you need oh it? My- Gosh, what are you talking about? Anyway, um, due to the phantom dribbler, Vernon had to go in and give Jordan some mopping technique practice. Jordan apparently was going back and forth with a mop, uh, which you can which you can do with certain types of mops, more modern uh, mops that have special attachments. But the conventional sort of floppy shaggy dog type mop, whatever you call that, uh, apparently... As Vernon, a former caretaker, Ben, this is cleaning chat. I know this is not your speciality, but just stick with me. Uh, insisted it's a figure of eight. Mop. Holding my eyes open, Jean Divas. We then also then had a nice little vignette, a, a little scene uh, before Ruthie left the uh, left the castle, uh, where she was singing uh, a song from Oliver, "As Long as He Needs Me," uh, as the female character Nancy, and Jordan looked totally bored. I'll be honest. He had the same facial expression as when he sat through bits of Mary Poppins. I've recognised that before. He looked like he wasn't even pretending to be interested. To be fair to Jordan, a couple of them also had a similar facial expression. Um, Jordan announced the the next trial, and again the campmates had to decide who was going to do it. It was this one was called the Rancid Rotisserie. Uh, it's a shame Jordan didn't get uh, put up to do this because being strapped to a board and dunked in a load of gunk for half an hour is Jordan's idea of a good night in. <laughs> but never mind. And I would like to have seen him do that because I, th- I think he would have been he would have been great. He would have been good value. He would have been excellent value. I, the, the, last last night's episode didn't do wonders for sort of the IQ interpretation of the celebrities. Yes. Moth during the Castle Coin Challenge didn't know what Wales was. And Russell didn't know a single answer, basically, in Rancid Rotisserie. No, he didn't. The fact that Jordan didn't didn't do the Rancid Rotisserie has given me an idea for our tour. Okay. Is it in the budget to recreate that trial? No, we don't have that budget. Right. 
Okay. But if we did, what you what you want to see that on stage? It just we just do that. I think we could either get a G and D, strap a G and Diva to it, uh, or Jordan, or you. I'd do it. Good. Anything for attention. Let's get back in the batter. <laughs> I've done that for a couple of G and Divas who tweeted me to say, "Please, could I do that?" I can't do it in the Geordie accent. I'm afraid. A um, little bit more, more sniping and, and back uh, back chat from Shane and Vernon about you know oh, they weren't that happy that uh, Russell only brought back five and they only got two ducks. Admittedly, two very unattractive looking ducks um, at the start that would have put me off. Um, but yeah, whatever you 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 do you boys. I switch off. I do switch off. The two that got voted out. It was a double elimination. That was the the big twist of last night. It was. Two ladies going, Bev and Victoria. Two ladies going sounds like a bingo call out. <laughs> Two ladies going, 77. Uh, yeah, Bev and Victoria. Again, my heart was pelting my inner chest. It was horrible. I, I don't know if I can cope with many more nights of... Actually, and it, it's interesting because, again, having not watched the show before other than Series 1, and even in Series 1, you know didn't really care about anyone. Sorry, Tony Blackburn, but... No, it's, it's, it's different. It's very different when you have got skin in the game, as it were, <laughs> uh, to use Ooh. the vernacular. Quite fancy that game. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. I mean, it must be... I mean, horrible. It must be awful for Jordan and all the other celebrities sitting there, but, yeah. Oh, don't think about them. <laughs> it's not about them. No, true. No, I, I, was, I was struggling again. I was, honestly, I was my... I cut myself quite badly earlier. Oh, uh, when I was making dinner. Yeah, and I, I genuinely thought at one point during the sort of the, the throes, the full throes of, of nerves that I was in during that sort of period of time that I thought I'd cut myself so badly that maybe there wasn't enough blood in my body when my heart was pumping so hard and I was going to pass out. Genuinely, I was like, this is it. As, as, Bev was, uh, well, as Bev and Victoria left and they were all saying goodbyes, Jordan said, we just got it just before they cut away back to Anton Deck. Jordan said, Bev, Bev, I'm going to miss your lords. Oh. Which was which was a lovely tender moment. And then seeing all of their faces, but Jordan's in particular, pressed up against the portcullis, again like another night Jordan's had before, waving goodbye to everybody was was very moving, actually. I was I was a bit teary. Mikey and I looked at each other on the sofa and we, sort of, we had both gone <laughs> uh, ever so slightly. Jordan would do an impression of Mikey here that I can't, <laughs> I can't quite do the justice for, unfortunately, Gene Devers, but I wish I could. Something that I did notice, which was odd, um, when Ruthie and Holly left, they got a glass of water. Why did Bev and Victoria get a glass of champagne? I have no idea, William. Maybe something to do with they don't drink alcohol, I would assume. It's not some sort of favouritism going on. You get champagne if you want it, surely. Okay, well, I just wondered. Um, and, And actually, you know, Victoria and... I like Victoria in this in this program. She wasn't one of my favourites. Obviously, Jordan is my favourite, but she did in that exit interview with with Anton Deck. She did say actually Jordan does cop for a lot, which I assume means sort of takes takes the blame for a lot of things. And actually, you know, Victoria, good on you for for identifying that because yes, sometimes Jordan does uh, take the blame because he is a very very easy target. Um, thank heavens for this podcast. But he, you know, <laughs> some sometimes it isn't always fair uh phantom dribbler being perhaps one incident so yeah i'm i'm glad that at least victoria recognized that 
would have been nice maybe if you had spoken up a bit more in the camp about that, but at least, but maybe she did. Maybe we just, it wasn't broadcast. Who who knows? Um, and again, then when they, they both left the uh, the castle along that sort of drawbridge et thing that they have uh, constructed, what I have liked is that, oh, oh gosh, it's, it's all been, it's all been women that have left. I've just realised mm. that. Um, all the, all the women that have left, or indeed all the celebrities, we should say, because no men have left yet, have all had the same reaction to the paper confetti. And they've all sort of gone, oh, slight surprise to, hmm, bit naff. <laughs> and then they walk through it. If you, wa- if you watch their faces, they're all on the same sort of like, oh. oh. And, then, and then they sort of go and do their, their pose for the photographers. And just, just a word on, on Bev, I think, before we sort of move on with the podcast, because we've loved her for a long time. I've literally, I've got money in the game because I've bought her book, so that will turn up at some point. And she stuck up a very lovely relationship with Jordan, so I'm sure he is, he is gutted that, that she's gone last night. So, yeah, thanks to Bev. Thanks to hashtag Megashag. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for all the other stories that she shared, because she is absolutely great value. Thank you to Bev for looking after Jordan, and I know he will miss you. Mm. Now, we, we did say that if the G&D left us a five-star review on iTunes and put a joke in there, we would perhaps read that one out instead of one of Jordan's jokes of the week. And I'm all for change uh, and all for sort of retiring Jordan's feature. So Ben has got one from Emily in Cumbria. So, William, what do you call a cannibal's wife? I don't know. What do you call a cannibal's wife? Henrietta. <laughs> Oh, I see. Right. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavour for your neighbour. Peering over the fence when things have got tense. With the most outrageous tales of your next door fails. The time has come for you to listen to... Score Next Door. 
My name's Rich Williams. And I'm Emma Jones. Score Next Door is our brand new podcast. And we think you're going to love it. Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours. There's a new episode every Wednesday, so search for us wherever you listen to your podcast to find out what all the fuss is about. And if you do love your neighbours, you might as well listen to the people that hate theirs. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Welcome back, G&D. Now, before we talk to Scarlett Moffat, can I just ask something about this picky tea thing? For those that maybe haven't heard the last couple of episodes or, or need a refresher, I have somehow been coerced into having a picky tea on Friday night if Jordan gets to the final. So the picky tea would happen before that final episode airs. Um, what a treat. Yes. You're wanting me to go shopping in a place called Iceland for this food. I do. Does that have to be that shop near where you live? Because I feel that's a double smack in the teeth for me. None taken. But you know what I mean? It's frozen food, okay? By the time I've schlepped over to your part of the world and then schlepped back to my part of the world, (laughs) it's going to be a picky drink. It's all going to be liquid. Okay, okay. Well, I guess it's not... not what we're here for. We're here to get you into Iceland, not the country, and get you to... No, I don't think you're going to get me into Iceland. You're just going to get me to go to Iceland. I'm not going to be into it. No, I just meant go in. Calm down. Someone's getting defensive. I'm not saying, like, you're suddenly going to make it your weekly shop. I'm just saying you're going to go in one time. Right. Goodness. All right, we calm. Yes. I know it gets a bit nervy when Jordan's Jordan could be going home, but we're on the podcast now. We've we've chilled out a bit, okay? Just like Iceland. So, okay, that that is a negotiable factor for me. It doesn't have to be in my ends, but it does have to be somewhere and it does have to be Iceland. So why don't we sort that out off podcast? We'll use maps, we'll use directions, and we'll work out a place in the middle. We'll get there together. Great. And you can buy the smiley faces. I'll buy the sausage rolls. Love it. Can't wait. It's going to be the highlight. When Jordan is back in the real world, he will be stunned to know that he has captured the nation's hearts, but equally stunned that we have one of the biggest stars from his second favourite TV show, Gogglebox. Joining me now, former Queen of the Jungle, Scarlett Moffat. Hello, Scarlett. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, you know. Now, obviously, you are a former Queen of the Jungle. We are into the final few days of this year's series. What is it like being in the camp at this point? I feel like me and Jordan are very similar, right? Mm. And I know exactly how he's going to be feeling. I think he'll be thinking, like, feeling very overwhelmed because it's such a weird feeling being in the jungle because part of your wants to go home because you're mm. missing your friends your family real life but then the other part of you is enjoying the experience and you know that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and it's hard to understand why you're still in there like you just always expect that you're going to be the person that's leaving so when you don't it's like it is always like a massive shock and I feel like whenever I'm watching Jordan's face he just very similar reactions to me. I don't think you can quite believe it. But honestly, I have been rooting for him from the start. He is doing incredibly well. Yeah, he really is. Did you like him from the start, from from the, the, the seminal moment of throwing up on top of that cliff? I'm going to be honest, that wasn't his finest moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, 
as soon as he vomed, I was like, he's won. I was like, as soon as he let out that little vomit, because it just showed that he was vulnerable and really real. I would have vomed as well. Like anything to do with heights. Like I maybe would have swallowed it actually. Is that disgusting? I maybe would have thought millions of viewers, yeah. I'd just swallow me sick. Nice. What did you have to do to get into the camp? So I had to swim in like a really freezing cold lake thing and row do you row a canoe? Ride a canoe? Yeah, paddle. Paddle a canoe. And like me and it was like me in one canoe and Larry Lamb in the other. But I could often see Larry's canoe, but I couldn't see him. He was like Bear Grylls. I've never seen a man canoe so fast in my life. And then we had to like pull this flag out and then the boat started leaking. And I ended up with two leeches on my bum and all of the salt and pepper that I tried to like, (laughs) you know, well, really, it was against the rules. I put loads of sachets of like salt and pepper in my bra, and <laughs> it just got drenched. It was ruined. Oh, soggy salt. Yeah, no one wants soggy salt. You can use it as a nice exfoliator, though. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, you, I could have actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you had a relationship with with Larry, like Jordan has with Bev, a very sort of paternal maternal relationship in Jordan's instance. Yeah, I think. I'm a proper home bird and Jordan's the same and I'm always the person that needs sort of an authoritative figure. Otherwise, I'll just run wild. I I would have been feral within six days in the jungle if um, Larry hadn't been there. But it was nice to sort of get a cuddle and know that you're safe and it just taught us so many things and it's nice that... I like those like relationships when that's part of what I love about the charm of I'm a celebrity, like the unlikely relationships that form. Like who would have thought Jordan and Bev would have been like besties? Exactly. It's 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 lovely to watch. Um and do you think is there a particularly hard moment that's that's coming up in, in the final few days that Jordan's going to have to mentally or physically get past as, as much as we know about this series? I think actually the hardest part is the middle part because it just feels like you've been there for like years. Like you honestly do start forgetting about civilization. You start wondering, am I ever going to know how to turn a light switch on again? Am I going to forget how to flush a chain? Like really basic stuff. But the closer you get to the end, you really want to stay like I'm on it. Like I'm, I know I'm not just talking about myself. You really want to stay because you think I've got this far, and then you get to do the cyclone, which is like the greatest ever trial invented. Do they all do that? It's normally the last four right get to do the cyclone, and it is just absolutely epic. Like it's, I can't even explain how amazing it is, but. And and the last trial is always the worst where you're trying to win. Like, it's just always your worst nightmare, which I can't even imagine what they're going to choose for Jordan because he, he is sort of scared of everything. He is. Yeah, they might just show him his reflection. <laughs> now, talking of trials, Jordan did a lot of them at the start, but he's had a lot of time off now from those trials. Does it get boring without a trial to do? I wouldn't say boring <laughs> because um, you don't particularly want to do them, but at least it breaks your day up because that is actually the hardest part. I think everyone would assume that 
the trials and the challenges are the hardest part of like sort of I'm a celeb life but it is just the sheer boredom like not having anything to do and even if you've got really interesting people in there which they have you can only hear your people's stories for so long before you start just switching off. <laughs> well, I think that's the good thing with Jordan because Jordan, as all our listeners know, have got, he has got a story for everything. In fact, he's got three stories for everything. <laughs> so I, I don't think, you know, you, there's always a different story with Jordan. Now, I will be honest, Scarlett, other than series one of I'm a Celebrity, I haven't ever really watched the show. What are you because doing I was... with your life? What? No, what I know. What, what do you do up in the run-up for Christmas? How do you know it's even December? Well, those Christmas cards don't write themselves. You've got to do, you've got to do something. And let me tell you, they haven't been written this year yet. Um, <laughs> Predominantly why I didn't watch it is because there were rats on it and I was absolutely petrified of rats until I had hypnotherapy just so I could watch Jordan. But that's that's another story. You look you look aghast. Yeah, do you know why? Because I've got a chihuahua. You might be able to see the photo. Like, yes, I was like, admiring Everyone it. says my chihuahua looks like a rat. And that is literally how I caught with some of the trials with rats in because I just imagined it was my dog. Right, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I think I probably prefer your dog. Yeah, she is quite ratty though. Well, it's fine. I can look at them now. I've had hypnotherapy. I'm absolutely fine. This is amazing. Stick, stick one on my head. I love them. <laughs> Preferably not, though. However, what do I need to know as a sort of a first-time viewer about these final few days that we're going to have in the camp? It's just going to be epic. I feel like these are always the most exciting episodes to watch because it's normally full of tears, whether that's people really missing the families or missing the campmates that are leaving because everyone gets a bond I sound cruel saying that I want to watch people cry don't I but you know what I mean it's you feel like you're going on a roller coaster with people and there's just lots of happiness and just excitement especially around the cyclone I can't explain how amazing the cyclone I'm excited for that I've never seen the cyclone and then this is the build-up like you're finding out he was literally going to be like king or queen hopefully in this case king of the castle so tell me more about the cyclone just explain it to me because i what you'd sort of have to run at a fan right imagine a massive dyson fan like i'm talking like huge sort of like massive like absolutely huge fan with loads of fairy up liquid on oh, right. the floor like yep. just loads of washing up liquid on the floor, massive fan, people hoying balls at yeah, exercise balls, oh. footballs. Sounds like um, a night out in Soho. <laughs> squirting all sorts of liquids at yeah. It does. You, yeah, it's really <laughs> it is so and you've just got to carry these massive stars and then keep it on the star on the floor until the klaxon goes off. All in the name of light entertainment. Yeah. Wow, okay. Right, well, I can't wait to watch. Hopefully Jordan's going to be part of that, because that, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> We've already got to the stage in the competition where people leave. How did you deal with campmates leaving? Was there any sort of mental preparation you... Is it a bit like, you know, vets sort of try not to get too emotionally attached to the animals that they're inevitably going to have to get rid of at some point? Do you go in with that sort of mentality? It's like... When you make mates or a holiday romance on holiday, and there's always that part of you where you're like, 
no, it's fine, because when we get back home, we're going to see each other again. But then there's part of your brain that's like, this is the last time I've ever gone to see these people, <laughs> because they just live on opposite sides of the country. They're really busy. So I think that's what the feeling is, that like you do just feel really sad, because even though you want to think, I'm going to see these people all the time, you know deep down that like you might see them once in a blue moon, because it's really... Just everyone's schedule and stuff. So I used to just go in the dunny and just have a little cry. Oh, bless you. I know. Oh, okay. That really, isn't it? Maybe that's what all the water is on the floor of the privy, this series. It's just tears from the campmates. <laughs> that's all it is. Now, you've got a new show, Love Bites. New episodes every Monday, I believe. Yeah, every Monday on ITV2 at 6pm. And I'm sort of like a cross between Greg Wallace and Scylla Black. It's a and, good mix. Uh, <laughs> and you sort of get to learn lots about food. Like, I actually surprised myself of how much I learned about food. And it's nice to see young people cooking. Because you don't often see, like, young people cooking on the TV. Um, and we just have a laugh and then someone gets a date at the end of it. Oh, that's nice. It's a ni- nice bit of light entertainment. That's lovely. And, and have you, uh, do you cook? Have you learnt anything from, from doing the show? I, I mean, I haven't put it into practice, but <laughs> I've learned some bits and bobs. <laughs> Good. Well, jo- Jordan, now, do you, know, do you know what the concept of a picky tea is? A picky tea? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. That's like a proper northern thing. Right, yeah, quite. Well, jo- Jordan introduced it to me. I just call it a buffet, but Jordan calls it a picky tea. Would oh, that... no, there's a difference between a buffet oh, don't you start. and a picky tea. There's a complete difference. Right, well, what is it? Jordan's trying to explain it to me. So a picky tea is like everything has to be beige. Yeah. So it has to be things like sausage rolls, garlic bread, bread sticks, crackers, cheese, like anything that's beige looking, you can have on a picky tea. And then it's a bit like northern tapas. That's yeah. how I'd describe it. But then a buffy, that's where you get your volivants, your quiche Lorraines. You start going in. They're all the still beige. Yes, but the too fancy for a picky tea. No one goes out and goes, oh, I think I might have a little quiche Lorraine tonight. That's only at parties. I mean, I do. Far too fancy. Love a quiche Lorraine. <laughs> right, OK. Well, do you, do you think a picky tea would work on Love Bites? Yeah, I think it would, actually. Hmm. I think as long as they up the game, like they would maybe have to have sausage rolls with a twist. What's the twist? <laughs> they got vegetables well, with them? Well, I suppose it's sort of Christmas, so they could have like a sausage roll pig in blankets, so they could wrap the sausage meat in bacon, then put the pastry on the top. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they'd have to up the game a little bit because they're trying to get a date after all. I'm being forced to to try and have a picky tea. If Jordan gets to the final on Friday, I'm being forced by producer Ben to to do a picky tea. What are the three things that I absolutely should have as part of my first picky tea? 100%. You need to have some sort of either garlic bread or pizza. No vegetables on the pizza. You can only have beige foods. Well, tomato isn't beige. No, you can't have tomato on it then. Well, it's not a pizza. You can have tomato base, but it has to be covered by the cheese so it looks beige on the outside. All right, okay. <laughs> then you need scotch eggs. Y- yes, I'm aware of them. 
Yeah, and sausage roll. You have to have. Oh, I don't actually sausage roll or a bit of corned beef pie. No, no, no. not corned beef pie, please. Well, corned beef sandwiches then. No, I just don't like corned beef. Do you? Not? What about a spam sandwich? Oh, please, you make me feel nauseous. What with a spam? I'm going to have to swallow my own sick like you were talking about earlier. (laughs) Oh, I love a spam sandwich. Right, well, to each their own. (laughs) Right, Okay. well, thank you for your tips on on picky cheese. Less than a week to go now, only a few days. Who is your prediction for king or queen of the jungle? It really is Jordan. Good. I'm not just saying it genuinely. I just think he's been a joy to watch and I feel like I really, really know him. Like, I feel like we've really seen who he is as a person and it's a person I would like to know I'd go on a night out with him and have a picky tea after <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um you, when you won I believe you you get a, some sort of crown or headpiece yes you do first question what is that made from so mine was made from real plants and flowers and I managed to get it through border control at Australia and I got it pressed Oh, wow. So you do, act, you are actually allowed to keep it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like for keeps. They don't take it. It's not pretend, and then they take it back off you. They don't stick it in the Tower of London like they do with the Queen. <laughs> no, no, you get to really keep it. She doesn't take the Imperial State Crown home after the State opening of Parliament and get that pressed. <laughs> okay, so that that that's interesting. So I suppose if you've got it pressed, you you can't put it back on. It's just sort of in a nice frame. No, yeah, it's in a nice frame. Otherwise, it would have just died. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, it's been dead. I wonder what they're going to do with a Welsh crown. I think they're going to make it fancy, like royalty. I think it's going to be like gold plated or at least metal. Or just intertwined daffodils. Yeah. Potentially. It's not, not daffodil <laughs> season, but I'm sure they can get them somewhere. Uh, okay, absolutely final question. Can you share a good luck message for our Jordan? He can't hear us, but let's pretend he can. I mean, he might be able to. He's not that far away. (laughs) (laughs) Just raise it to decibel. (laughs) Just good luck, Jordan, and keep doing what you're doing because apart from the little mini Vom, which we forgive you for, you are smashing it. I agree. He is smashing it. Scarlett, thank you very, very much indeed. Your picky tea advice will be crucial for my adventure to Reykjavik later this week. On the podcast tomorrow, I'll be joined by Burnley centre forward Jay Rodriguez. Yes, the striker is known for his tenacity, goal scoring prowess, and speed. His pressing of defenders is truly a sight to behold. I behold it often. Growing up in Burnley, he joined his boyhood club in 2007, left in 2012, before returning to his happy place, Turf Moor, last year. And tomorrow he'll be joining me and producer Ben, probably more producer Ben, to talk about Burnley and our Burnley boy in the castle. If you want to continue to show your support, the best thing you can do, if you're able, is to vote for Jordan using the ITV app or however you wish to cast your votes. You can use the hashtag GetBehindJordan, send it to @sexedmyboss. we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we are also on Facebook as well. And remember, from now until Jordan's final day in the castle, we are relying on you, G&Divas. In the words of Vernon Kay's wife, sort of, keep voting. Bye, guys. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, Gene Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexatmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexatmyboss.com slash cinema. 